What's up, car nerds? It's your favorite supercar fanatics, Jay and Kevin. We're here to convince you that cars aren't just to get you from point A to point P. This is Fuel for Thought. What's up, car nerds, and welcome to the 12th episode of Fuel for Thought. Today is a special day because we're talking about Gambala, which is a German tuning company. If you haven't heard of them, you will now because it's absolutely crazy. Um, Kevin knows a lot more than I do, so he'll be doing a lot of talk in this episode. Uh, but yeah, welcome. I'm Jay. Hello, I'm Kevin. And today we have a action-packed episode, so I hope you're here for the long haul. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Kevin? Yes. So today we're not just talking about Gumballa, the tuning company, but we're also going to dive into definitely my favorite car, the Mirage GT. Um, yeah. It is... The, the whole history of the company and the car is just nuts. Um, like just reading into this and like writing like partial script for this, I just I got so stoked because it's just so so like up there. Um, just c- cool story all around. Um, so w- let's just start off like what is Gumball? Um, so it's a tu- as you mentioned tuning company from Germany. Uh, they were fun- funded in the uh, 1980s. Um, by, I forgot his name already, but something Gambala. Um, and essentially what the target audience for this for these cars was is um, kind of like, so in the 80s, like Ferraris were owned by kind of rich show off people and same with Lambos, like, you know, wealthy and like, but then they started shifting to like more classic and like classy gentleman cars. But some people just wanted to show off even more. Um, so that's when tuning companies started coming out, uh, especially Gumballa. So they were doing, um, started off with Mercs and BMWs and just like crazy wide bodies, like super show off, like just look at me um, type do they, of. Do they have like German cars as kind of the top of their list for like their favorites to tune or is it is it kind of just like a, a universal, they'll tune any car kind of thing? Um. If you come to them with money, they would tune anything. That's that's true. Um, but I, I think they were most known for Porsches. Um, mm-hmm. They later started. Uh, some people might recall um, the Porsche Gambala Avalanche, which is like just their, I guess, bread and butter. Like a lot of cars, they made a lot of cars um, out of that kind of Avalanche. And I think they, I think they were featured on Top Gear at some point. The, I think the I remember sh- that. I don't. I remember hearing about. It. I don't know if I actually watched that episode, but we'll have to figure out which one that is. It was the funniest thing. So they showed the Panamera, which we already hated. Everyone did. Pamumu, as yeah, you call it <laughs> the Porsche Pamumu. Um, and then they did this ugly, like blue and yellow interior and like disgusting body kit. And I just remember the episode is like Jeremy Clarkson and. Uh, just roasting it he was just like they showed a picture and he just started laughing and like pointing at it it's just <laughs> he hates that car yeah it's so funny um and he i think his quote was like how did they manage to make it look uglier yeah that's um, that is impressive so yeah there's Quasimodo. <laughs> there's a lot of questionable modifications that came out of this company um the one like the one i, I would say is like the most unique and out there it's not very well known. It's the, um, they made a one-off Enzo. It's called the MIG, M-I-G-U-1. Interesting name. Yeah, um, it's, 
I, I don't know what the name came from, but it's such a weird like concept. Well, it's, it's yeah. an actual card, so I'm one of one. Up, actually, yeah, look it, it up because like. I think it looks good. It's whoa, yeah, that's crazy. That kind of reminds me of like the Z, ZXX or ZXX. ZXX yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. So that one is just cool a thing. one of one. Um, oh, it's only one. They only made one. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That looks sweet. I don't know who decided because um, there's a, there's only so many Enzos and they're going off of value. Yeah. Some dude was like. You know what I want with my Enzo? I want to ruin the value of it. Let me just destroy it. Um, or maybe he made it even more valuable now because it's the only one. True. I, I'd be curious to know. I, I don't think it would sell as well as a yeah, that's true. non-molested Enzo. Molested. <laughs> it's a good way to look at it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, now let's get into some of the juicy bits about this company because you were telling me before off, off, off camera or off mic, I guess. Yeah. Um, just like what this company has been through and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. So, you know, yeah. You know. So the, the CEO was, his track record was always questionable. Um, when you're working like wealthy, like kind of coke heads, that, that, that's what I would describe their audience as, is coke heads. Like, you know, the 1980s when stockbrokers started making a lot of money that's kind of who would buy these cars. Um, so th there's no like concrete evidence, but it, it's a known fact that the CEO was kind of doing some money laundering and like a lot of shady shit in the background of the company. Um, and he, in 2010, he actually um, like disappeared. Um, it was made public around like, I think for a couple weeks to didn't know where he was. Um, and he would la later found uh, killed, like assassinated in the head, tied and wrapped in plastic. Oh, what? Um, so yeah. Uh, Wait, where did they find him? Do you know? Like, was he like in a river or something? I think South Africa, just what? some some shed outside oh, a building. Um, so yeah, very crazy stuff. Some of his, I think three attackers um, have been arrested uh, over the years and all of them have some sort of like organized crime um, connections with the the Czech, um, yeah, Czech gangs. Yeah, so. Czech Republic, yeah. Man, that's insane. So this guy was obviously doing more than just tuning cars. Yeah, like um, just some weird stuff was going on in the, in behind the scenes. And even when he was dead, um, it transferred ownership to uh, one of the main investors and um, the, I guess, co-CEO who then became the CEO. Um, and even then, there's still some shady stuff happening. Um, I, I know the investor um, was like pulled out and I think maybe lawsuits or something happened. Um, but now, today, they, they kind of slowed down. They're not doing as many cars as they used to. Um, but they did, I think now the owner is the son of Gambala. Um, he has sole ownership and um, he kind of kicked off the brand again, like from scratch. And um, if, if you guys um, want to look it up, it's it's um, one of the concepts they release is the Gambala, I think 959 or um, something like that. Or Gumbala yeah, off road. That looks pretty insane. Yeah, so essentially a, a modern take on the nine, the very popular Porsche 959. That's so cool. Um, and it's kind of like a twist with Dakar, um, the new Porsche Dakar. And um, 
Yeah. So wow. that's. Damn, that looks cool. It's cool that you did like they have that same like back wing that kind of acts mm-hmm. like a box at the back of the car. Yeah. Uh, but with the modern modern styling of the modern uh, body style. What's that called again? Is it nine nine? Is it nine 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 one? What's the modern style now? The most recent Porsche style. Oh yeah, nine nine two. I think nine nine two. Yeah, I always get lost. <laughs> it's too many numbers. Nine nine two nine eleven S. It's like okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, that, that looks sweet. Um, that's that's a pretty crazy company story. It's like a, a Wolf of Wall Street type debacle going on in Germany. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell that it, this is for a very select handful of people. Um, and let's hope that the sun doesn't have any of these. <laughs> He's, you know, targets on his head now. Hopefully not. Um, we don't really know what's going on because they, they released that concept, like broke the internet and then just kind of stopped talking mm. about it. So who knows what's going to happen? I guess we never do anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, now let's um, dive into the Kuro GT. Yes, um, turning gears, changing gears a little bit, but also not because we will circle back. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you want to... You know about it, correct? Yeah, time. yeah. I mean, for those of you that don't know uh, what it is, uh, shame on you. Uh, it's <laughs> it's probably one of the coolest cars ever built. And the main reason for that, I think personally, is just because it's a Porsche and it doesn't have a stupid flat six in it. So yeah. it has a proper fat V10 in there. And um, like I see that Kevin made a couple notes here, so I'm just gonna use them. But it was uh, built for Le Mans as a prototype. Is that true, Kevin? Yeah, so they they wanted to compete um, in Le Mans series, and um, it's really Porsche got shafted like really hard. So they did um, I think six years of development on a chassis, the engine, everything, and then like the next year that they were going to start Le Mans just like killed that class and changed all the rules. So Porsche was like, we yeah. just wasted so much yeah. money. Um, that sucks. So, so yeah, that's that's why. They use that V10 because they spent so much money on it, um, development and all, and we're like, we can't just let this go to waste. Yeah, it sounds so good too. And yeah. like, there's some, there's some pretty crazy stories. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Some construction going on, I think. Um, but yeah, there's a. It was only three years, I think, that they actually built the the, the car. So from 2004 to 2006, um, and there's only 1,270 units. So even though they planned to sell 1500 is there a reason why they only sold 1270 Kevin? um it was a rough time so it was tough competition uh the slr mclaren and the ferrari enzo came out the same time uh, it is a tough competition yeah and um it, it was kind of like out there for porsche like they they were used people were used to just like a flat six and 911 and then yeah. porsche came out with their supercar and people were like i don't know like i don't do i trust this yeah, no, that's that, that's completely viable, I guess. And like, I think my brother, he, like, he worked at, at the Porsche dealership uh, a couple of years ago, and he said he drove one of these, and the clutch is apparently like so tough to push down. Yeah, <laughs> like you need like two legs to push it down. It's got like the most insane racing clutch, but it sounds so good though. Like I've heard a couple like revving in person, and like it's not LFA good, but it's it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> construction workers don't stop i'm gonna lose it okay <laughs> uh, do you want to add anything kevin to this um oh yeah and then the, obviously the big story paul walker right that's yeah. what everyone probably knows it from the accident that killed paul walker was actually in one of these cars so i feel like from that perspective it might have gotten kind of a bad rap 
which is kind of sad. He already had one. Um, I think a famous singer also crashed in the canyons and passed away. Um, Death and Machine, I've heard it be called. It, it's called a Widowmaker um, right, yeah. because the men will drive and then the yeah. wives will be widows. Um, but yeah, that, that's because there's no traction control or sta- uh, stabilizing. So it's just like, it's not that much. Well, it's still a lot of horsepower, 600 horsepower, but there's there's no controls. It's like you and the car um, and, you know, mistakes happen. Um, it's hard to control, so you can lose um, control of it. And a lot of the time, like we, we don't notice it anymore, I guess, but at high speeds, you can still lose traction in real yeah. drive cars. Um, so that's why like you, you hear a lot of, of like crashes of this car um, because like people will go like in fourth gear, change, like maybe dump the clutch a little too hard and then get some wheel speed and then lose yeah, control. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And I see why they did that though, just to kind of make it like a more drive friendly car too. So they just wanted to make it useful and like that people couldn't actually enjoy it. But then, you know, like that also is what made it the Widowmaker. So I don't know, it's kind of good and bad, I guess. Yeah. And the interesting thing is they couldn't sell all planned units um, in the early 2000s, but now we're, it's such a like prestigious car and so, um, so high, highly wanted that like they're they're probably one of the most popular cars out there and they're trading for like 800 to a million it's insane and do you know what they they sold that when they first came out apparently i i can't confirm this but they were being heavily discounted at porsche dealerships Damn. um because they just had to rotate them probably uh, had some money in 04 right eh? yeah i mean we were <laughs> pretty fucking young back then um yeah, we but I, I think they were like going for Less than half a million. Really? Maybe 400,000. So whoever said cars aren't an investment, yeah, take that back. Yeah. Um, I, I think the record was a Canadian car um, in in red because they, they didn't have that many other colors other than like uh, the classic gray, which pretty much every car is, is in, or yellow, black. Um, so yeah, the red one had like 80 kilometers. Whoa. And it sold like a year ago. And it was like 1.2 million or something Jeez. like that. Imagine having 80 kilometers on a 2004 car. That's that's impressive. It's kind of sad, honestly. Yeah, and it should be driven. Like it's probably got everything like seized almost from not moving. Well, anytime you go to auction, you'll do like a full repair, which is like changing everything. Mm. But I I just think it's sad. Like that means that car sat there for 20 years almost, yeah. just never being driven. That's that is sad, especially such an icon too with such a yeah. You know, such a driver's car, like it's meant to be driven, right? I also feel that way when you see like just supercars in general with lower miles, like obviously they are higher compression, so they don't need, you know, you can't put as many miles on them as like a normal car, but it's still sad when people don't drive it and they just kind of have it for either status or they just like, you know, they drive it like five kilometers to like a, a local store once every month or something. It's like, come on, you got to drive these things. Yeah, it's like to enjoy it yourself, yeah, but exactly. also other people like yeah yeah yeah. other people want to see it and like honestly i feel like reliability goes up if you use it more almost like i feel like with most cars that's the case if you just drive it more often like it just you know stretches its legs all the time keep the seals with filled with oil and everything like everything just moves more smoothly if you use it on a regular basis 
Whereas, you know, if you let, let it sit there, all the seals are going to crack and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a mess. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. But I would definitely be driving it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think sure. that's just us, though. Maybe people who buy it for the prestige, I can understand. But yeah. I think this was just an investment card. There's in that era, there's a lot of like the SLR McLaren, the Enzo, the Carrera GT and the Ford GT. A lot of people saw them as investments instead of because that, that was after a couple of years after the dot-com crash so right. like, yeah. let's get out of the stock market let's put money somewhere else and they started seeing like limited numbers uh limited number cars as like an avenue for investment yeah and yeah it's just it's kind of sad yeah, it's almost like artwork right where people are just like need some place to park their money yeah but then it's like a cycle because then you're gonna buy a car for 1.2 million you're never gonna drive it so then this exactly. this this one car is just it's never gonna get used so yeah and it's uh, that's kind of the shitty thing because there's so many people that want these cars that would just drive them and love to drive them and then they're just sitting in a barn somewhere you know but, yeah oh well anyway uh, should we move on to the star of the show the mirage gt yeah so I, I love this car. I, I know the community is divided on this one. So it, a lot of purists and just general like car enjoyers are like, nah, this car is just show off. Cause really there's no, no change other than bodywork. Um, yeah. And the interior too. Um, the only real power upgrade is the, um, the exhaust, which in my opinion sounds like even more insane. Is it, is it like a, a straight piped exhaust or is it uh is it just like a, a special exhaust? Pretty much a straight pipe exhaust. Um, they have, so normally there's like two tailpipes on the Carrera mm-hmm. GT. Um, this one has, of course, four. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at it here on the internet right now, that thing looks beastly. Yeah. So um, that's like the only, um, I guess, horsepower change. There was um, rumors of a twin turbo model being built. Um, I think the CEO was like throwing that idea around. Yeah. But um, that that never happened. It's going to be even more of a widow maker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that would just be insane. Um, so yeah, there's um, a roof scoop on it, which I, I really like. I think it kind of adds to the more aggressiveness. I don't know if it's functional or not. Um, probably isn't because um, it didn't mess with the intakes or the engine or anything. Um, they did something with the clutch. I don't know if they make it made it easier or harder to drive. Um, I, I couldn't find anything about that. And then, yeah, f- most of it's just bodywork. So the the wing normally like goes up and down based mm-hmm. on speed. Um, this one's fixed rear wing, um, and kind of like is in the up position at all times. And then the whole body is carbon fiber. Um, a lot of it is exposed carbon fiber, which makes it. I always felt like the Carrera GT, like, you know, if you th- think of a silver Carrera GT, kind of, it doesn't look that sporty. Cause like modern day cars have all like all these like aggressive curves and like yeah. scoops and stuff and like exposed carbon fiber. Whereas the Carrera GT is more like smooth, like gentleman car, I guess. Yeah. So that's like the Gumballa kind of made it more aggressive. And I feel like it aged better because it's more, on par with the current cars yeah i think so too and i think it's also like the added um like just like how times have gone for cars like i feel like in the early 2000s kind of what we were 
what they was aimed at like it was more like gentle styling like more classy looking cars whereas now everyone needs to stand out because there's way more competition more than ever so in order to do that i guess they they would just went more um more aggressive i guess and like crazier colors brighter colors all that which yeah. obviously wasn't as as um as known back in the early 2000s either you can even see that with like something like the lamborghini mercy logo it had like very kind of faded orange and faded green kind of mm-hmm. colors but now they're just like so bright like yeah just like super neon colors on, on cars so yeah you you know it's a lambo yeah exactly like you better know <laughs> yeah um no, that's and true. my favorite thing about this car is um like the headlights the the i guess surround of the headlights they every single car is like a different color oh, which really? i think it's just like a piece of plastic that changed color, but it just changes the look so, so much. It like gives a face to the car, which yeah, I love. Yeah. So they're kind of like angel eyes or? No, so it's it's just like, it's not the actual LED light that changes color. It's just like a plastic around it. Mm. Usually it's just gray on the Cura GT, but then they just like painted it like yellow. It's just a yellow piece of plastic around the headlights, but it's just so, so cool in my opinion um yeah sweet i'll still look up a photo of that i haven't seen that actually yeah well if you scroll down to the bottom they you can kind of see it oh yeah you can see a little bit yeah oh um, that that is actually is really cool so yeah they only built 25 of these um they managed to sell all of them which is surprising um because um yeah, I don't know. A lot of people hate it on these cars. What do you think? Like, looking at pictures and, like, do you see this as being better than the normal Cura GT? I mean, honestly, not really. I don't know if I would rather have this than the, the normal one. I think, I think um, like, it looks really cool, but it's more, dare I say, childish. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like the, the, just like the stock Cura GT. It is, like you said, like, so classy and, like, it's just like a sleek looking car, you know, German built, you know, you know it's built right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I have an older Audi as well, so I, I can kind of get the old German styling. So, Yeah, that, that, that's the, I guess, what most people think um, when yeah. they see this car. It's like childish and kind of, but that's yeah, what I like you, about it. Yeah, you like it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like moving on to this, um, because I love this car so much, <laughs> I spent way too much time building a tracker. Um it's nothing fancy, it's just an Excel document. But I was just like, okay, there's 25 of them, you know, um, they're all numbered. Um, so I was like, let's see if I can find all of them. Um, and so I just set out. Did just you hire a private investigator? <laughs> no, I hired myself actually as the private investigator. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I don't even remember. This was like years ago in college. I was just like, trying to find them, um, listing down, I still have it here, um, just listing down all the specs. So like um, every single car had a different color combo. And then um, essentially just looking up like where was the last place it was seen. Um, the VIN, so the last four digits, because um, every car GT has like their, their last four digits of the car on the dash. Okay, so you can um, see them. Yeah, so you, I guess it's a way of proving that they were in fact only one thousand two hundred seventy, um, 
and then yeah just noting down like what serial number um, so like you can see like this is what it looks like nothing too fancy but the, the thing that I found crazy is like more than half of them are in Dubai or Qatar yeah. I mean that doesn't just, surprise me honestly yeah it's just the fact that like the market is I guess that's that's what they want there because Dubai is like you know there's a lot of the same cars um, a lot of like rich cars so like yeah. to stand out you have to have something really really special exactly I mean even the cops in Dubai drive Lambo so yeah you really have to work hard yeah exactly so that's I, I guess that's why they're and I think five of them are in one collection like one private collector is damn way to hog them buddy yeah um, so yeah I um, noted that down yeah, where you can just see how much of a car nerd Kevin is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's now only, we both are. That's why we do this, you know. That's uh, but yeah. So wait, how many of you accounted for? Um, so I have like fifteen of them or something. Okay, so but, ten are kind of missing technically. Um, there is a website. Uh, it's called Exclusive Car Registry. Mm. So it's kind of the same concept, um, except people like around the world are contributing to that site mm. and what they do is limited number cars they'll like post on it and then you can track all of them uh, and they managed to find 23 out of 25 so still two are un untraceable yeah well i think one of them the history is kind of iffy because it was like crashed in 2008 or 2010 like rebuilt we don't know mm. the, like we don't know if it's in the factory or was like because it, it was crashed on a racetrack, so it wasn't insured, probably. Right. Um, so, yeah, we don't know what happened in that one. And then, yeah, one's just missing. Damn. Probably in a private collection somewhere. Yeah, like I, I was going to say that, actually, like, you know, all these people that, like you said before, and what we were talking about, like, people that buy it as an investment, you know, like, if it's just in someone's garage, no one's ever going to be able to see it or find it, so. But I, I feel like retail on these would not be... Or appreciation would not be that that good because it's not a purist car. It's like yeah, I feel like maybe they like when it first came out, people maybe thought it would become like a big big thing. I don't know. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Honestly, but yeah. Now I'm seeing something really sad though. Did we lose one? Uh no. So this one has been saved, but okay. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What so are we looking at here? This, uh, this happened in 2020. Uh, it was all over the internet. Uh, crazy. So as people may or may not know, there's this guy called Ben Chen or Benjamin Chen. Um, he's super rich. We don't really know how he got his richness. Um, people speculate that he's like a child of a billionaire or something. Um, or he did his own stuff. I, I don't know. But uh, he did co-found the uh, Gold Rush Rally. Um, but yeah, in 2020, he crashed. And it, it's not just like a small crash. It was like spectacular. Yeah. There's videos all over the internet. I highly recommend like watching it. Because um, this dude was out of his mind. Really? He, he was apparently high on cocaine like 
really really high oh my god um what is it with these cars and cocaine like first the owner and then like who they sell to which actually makes sense in this case yeah like that, that's their clientele you made it typically perfect maybe you have to do like a quick line at the dealership <laughs> when you buy these cars you, know, you have to put your key into most cars that's when you have to do a line before it lets you drive yeah exactly um so we're yeah. not condoning drugs kids by the way it's just so we don't get removed from the pocket true yeah drugs are bad um so yeah, he um, he just like went in ham. Um, so this was like during COVID, so the streets were pretty empty. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I don't know how fast he was going, but like super fast and like lost control because he like hit a bump and like flew in the air and then like completely destroyed a minivan, um, smashed three cars. But then the crazy part is he just like backed up and then kept driving. What? How? I'm looking at the car right now. How the hell did he keep driving? I I don't know. The the wheel, the back wheel was like fully detached. Um, but he made it down three streets, crashed in two other cars, and then was still trying to drive off. And then that's when the uh, police came. Um, and this this is all in video too. The really? cop came. He's like, the cop just didn't know what was going on. He's like, buddy, like, what are you doing? <laughs> he didn't like. That's the thing that I found weird, though, because the guy was clearly like, like just gone on another world. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, sorry to interrupt, but I'm just picturing the Wolf of Wall Street when he's driving that to Kentosh. And he's like, you know, he's like, (laughs) and he thinks he made it back perfectly. And then the next morning he goes out and looks at his car and it's just gone. That, that's basically what happened. Like (laughs) this is a reactment of. I really wonder if this happened on Wall Street. That would be perfect. Uh, no, not Probably Wall not. Street. I think it was 42 Ave or something. Okay, yeah. Still in New York, so close enough. Yeah. Okay, anyway, what were you saying about the the cop? Like, yeah, so he, he saw him and he's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, the, the cop just didn't know what to do. He just, like, walked up to him. He's like, buddy, like, you all right? Um, and then the dude, like, didn't know. Like, he was clearly, like, you could see he was high on something because he just, like, kept going in and out of the car and, like, wasn't making eye contact with anyone but then the worst part is he like i guess just got a ride and left and the the city just dropped the charges like he was never charged for any he was clearly under the influence he was clearly like just did a hit and run that's insane and they just dropped the charges why so this is like maybe or yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking because the judge never took this to court. It was just dropped instantly. It's always a way where these rich people have their connections to make things go away. Yeah, because it was just like some bullshit about like oh, not not enough evidence. But it's like all right, there's quite a bit of evidence. There's actually. like it's strung all over the street. Yeah, and there's like about sixty videos of the crash happening because like all the stores were filming with their like security cameras. Oh right, yeah. Um. And yeah, buddy just walked away and got away with it. Oh, to be rich, huh? Yeah, and the the people, the car community doesn't like this guy because he, not only did he destroy this car, he destroyed an MP4-12C in a rally, a manual Mercy SV, which is like one of 10 or something. Okay, now I hate him. (laughs) And he, um, there's also a video on the internet of a CLK GTR, like a $3 million car, he just like drives straight into the street and like bottoms out, oh just scrapes God. the entire car. 
Um, so yeah, this dude does not give a fuck about cars. He doesn't cars. know how to drive either, apparently. No, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, he's rich and does whatever he wants. I don't think a normal driver would have this many crashes. Like this guy, obviously, every time he does cocaine, he just gets in his car, apparently. <laughs> he gets away with it, so. I guess, not? man. He's, I guess he's not going to learn anything like this. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so that, that really sucks. So there's technically still 25, but... It's kind of rebuilt status. Yeah, so it's been rebuilt by a, a private collection. I think it might be public. Maybe you can see it. It's, it's still New York, um, and it's been changed to like matte carbon with green accents. Okay, was it resold or was he, did he take it back after? Um, I think it, it, they bought it, so I guess it traded hands and they rebuilt. the. Um, but they have like a sweet collection. They have a golf blue um courage et which is like a one-off car and yeah just insane porsche collection um so not sitting in there hopefully safe from let's hope so <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's the story about gumball yeah okay now i'm seeing uh carrera gtz what is that um i just wanted to add this in there because I, I think it's kind of cool um so Another special edition Cura GT um, was done by Zagato. Mm, um, yes, we, we like Zagato. It's the one uh, we saw the Aston Martin in uh, Montreal, right? Yeah, so mm. they're, they're famous. I think they're Italian. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to do an episode on Zagato next. Yeah, they're, they're very legendary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, this is pretty crazy. So um, some, some Swiss uh, watchmaker or I guess, yeah, watchmaker, uh, super rich, bought a Cura GT and was like, yeah, you know what? It's not special enough for me. Um, so he took it to Zagato and was like, can you guys- Bakes it. Yeah, he's like, essentially make it look more special. Um, and the, they built this kind of one-off template um, and then they built six more examples, um, including one concept, which I think is still with them. Uh, and this was done in 2013. But the insane price, $440,000 for the- Oh my God. For what looks to be like a front rear bumper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they changed the roof a little bit too, but like, that's like half a million dollars on top of half a million dollars for the car originally. You could buy a lot of car for that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, they they refreshed it, no powertrain changes, Um, like it's the exact same. They also changed the interior, which, I don't know, still looks the same to me. (laughs) Uh, Didn't didn't do much there, but um, the reason I brought it up is it it sold um, at auction recently in in Europe, uh, and it fetched 1.9 million dollars, that's USD. Um, That's insane. Wait, why why is it so much? I I don't know. I, I guess because there's only six in the world, but like, to me, like, it just, it looks the same. Yeah, it looks, I'm looking at it right now, except for maybe the wheels, it looks the exact same. Yeah, I like, there's kind of changes in the front bumper, but like, just looks I like a, looks like a Porsche to me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. It, it doesn't feel that different. So yeah. I, I find it interesting that it's sold for that much because we're, we're talking about like double the price of a Cura GT for... That's kind of nuts. Yeah, you could buy two of them in different colors and choose which one you drive. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe so. someone really liked the spec or something or 
maybe the the bumpers and stuff, the upgrades really made them happy. I don't know, something like that. Or they just had $2 million that yeah. had to go <laughs> somewhere. like, oh, this is burning a hole in my pocket. I got to have to do something with that. So they just bought this car. Yeah. Again, maybe they added it to, to just kind of make it into like a, an investment kind of thing too. That could be too, where they just added it to the... Um, to like their collection or parked in their garage or something. I kind of find it hard to believe though that it's going to sell for more than that. Yeah. In a couple of years. Like $2 million? I don't know. And maybe they want their money to lose value. I don't know. Possibly. Um, but yeah, the last thing now. Um, so I put two specs on here because I'm. These two are my favorite. I'm, I'm kind of torn. Yeah. Which one would you pick? Oof, okay. So we'll post these on Instagram for sure for you guys. So it's at fuelforthought underscore podcast if you guys want to check that out. But yeah, I'm looking at one on the left here. We have one that's, is that gray or black? Matte black. Matte black. Okay, matte black with red accents, which looks pretty sweet. And then we have a matte gray. Is that a matte gray? No, it's uh, glossy. Okay. It looks like a Nardo kind of gray, like I yeah. Nardo. And then like a lime green. I'm gonna have to go with the right with the the green. That I love those black wheels and the green just looks so good contrasted with the the gray. How about you? I yeah, that's tough. I, I like the one, um, the gray one because there's like a lot of exposed carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I really think the matte black with red. It I just it, yeah, it just looks so like menacing. I, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Especially if you're driving like at night and you have like those city lights kind of reflecting off the red. That would look pretty cool. Yeah. And um, fun fact, there used to be one in Ontario. Really? One of the 25. Um, it was just, it was pretty boring, just gray mm. um, and silver wheels. Where did that end up going? Do you know? Uh, I think it was bought in, uh, like shipped to Malaysia, then shipped back to Germany. And then they did like some some color change i think it's now green okay. orange yes they added some colors and different things to it or yeah uh, kind of made it more um modern and popping um and now it's back in malaysia interesting to go from ontario to malaysia that's quite a distance yeah i, I now there's none in canada so i i guess i'll have to make the change damn it is there any in the u.s yeah there's uh Three or four okay, in the U.S. So yeah. I mean, population-wise, that makes sense. There's actually one in Monterey Car Week. Um, oh, okay, we'll have to. That was going to be one of our next episodes, of course. Yeah, I, I'm kind of salty. I didn't see it last year, but yeah. Hey, we'll have to keep going every year to make sure we next catch it. Next year, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else to to wrap it up today? So we covered a lot. We covered everything career GT related. Gambala, Gambala, yeah. Okay. Gambala. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty interesting company didn't know about their history and uh, all their spin-offs that they made and including the Zagato um, their tune and like what they did so yeah now you know everything related to the career GT I expect you to know everything about the career GT now if everyone ever and if anyone ever asks you about it you better know all the details so yeah be ready for like <laughs> if it pops up yeah, yeah. <laughs> on an interview like a job interview yeah because be you're gonna ready. go work at Porsche after this so you know you better know some some of this stuff but yeah, anyways uh, anything else Kevin no that's it cool all right guys thanks for tuning in to episode 12 of feel for thought and we'll see you guys next time goodbye if you're still around you must be a nerd just like us in that case head over to our instagram at fuel for thought underscore podcast to check out our custom car specs see you next week and don't forget to hit the throttle today